Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com You're listening to The Real Down, your premier kayak tournament source bringing you recaps, epic guests, upcoming events. Here are your hosts, Brad Hicks and Sam Jones. What's up, guys? Hope you're having a good Friday when you're listening to this. Sam, what's up? Not much, man. Just uh, sitting out here, getting ready for lacrosse, putting some stuff together, starting to pack up. So having a having an Oktoberfest and enjoying the evening. Yep. So you had a pretty big weekend, I, I saw. Yeah, it wasn't too shabby. wasn't too shabby. So... You went out to uh, a little lake called Waveland and uh, caught a few fish. You did more than just catch a few fish. You won the dang thing. Well, you know. It was was my day, I guess. (laughs) And I beat Jim Strunk, yeah. Old Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, I I fished with inside of Jim all day and, uh, you know, we we got to chat a little on the water. Um, so it was a good tournament. Um, you know, unfortunately for the rest of the field, fishing was pretty tough and, um, a lot of guys didn't get to see what Waveland's really all about. Um, me and Jim were the only two with a, with a limit. Actually, I believe there was one other guy, Chip, um, who, who may have had a limit or four fish or something like that. I can't remember what I heard, but never found signal to upload and didn't have enough to really stress about it. So, but yeah, it was a, definitely a tough event and, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to come out on top. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at your two 17 inchers, man. These things are pigs. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fatties for sure. That lake's got, you know, six, seven, eight, nine pounders in it that are caught pretty regularly. Um, I mean, even if you look at the 14 inch fish I caught, well, almost 15, but, um, yeah, yeah, they they all had some pretty good girth to them. I mean, in a way in tournament, that would have been a good bag. Um, you know, Oh, definitely. Wow. So, and they, they were, they fought too, man. They were, they were fun to catch, you know, they were deep, well, Waveland's not a very deep lake, but uh, deep for Waveland. And, uh, you know, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. So it was definitely a grind, but, um, you know, I, I was able to uh, to find five of the right ones. Yeah, so you want to go through those uh, uh, results for that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it here. So... Um, again, there was only two limits caught, uh, myself and, and Jim strunk. I landed 81, 75 Jim coming in at 78, 25, really making me kind of sweat it all day. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, <laughs> the, the two offshore spots on that lake that I planned on fishing, he was on one of them and I was on the other and, uh, we neither, neither of us ever left. our our spots so um i knew he was gonna i knew he had the potential at any second to crack again a six seven eight nine pounder and so did i so i fished to the last second and so did he um and then rounding out the top three was uh randy doris uh with 59.25 uh for four fish um 
And then, yeah, kind of we had uh, Chad Howard in fourth place with 57.75, just one shy of his limit. And then uh, Thomas McNulty with 41.75 in fifth place. So club championship, 14 anglers out there on Lake Waveland. I uh, had to qualify for the event through uh, either winning an event throughout the regular season or by points. And, uh, you know, we got out there. Uh, conditions were tough. Conditions were very tough. In fact, we had multiple weather changes. We went from 90 to 40, mm-hmm. back to 70, back to the low 60s. Uh, day of the tournament, we started out with clouds and rain, then it, uh, a little sprinkle anyway. And then we had a downpour, uh, then we got sun, then clouds, then mm-hmm. cl- uh, sun, then clouds with a little bit of rain after the tournament. So um kind of interesting weather and it made things difficult for a lot of guys um luckily i was on the offshore thing so that uh, is a little less affected by those quick changes and mm-hmm. um you know had a good event good stuff that's awesome man so that's your second win of the year right yeah second win of the year uh second win in the kayak first uh championship in the kayak so uh, super excited about that. I'm looking at uh, the two little club trophies I got sitting on the uh, the shelf over there here in the garage and couldn't be prouder, you know. Um, now we've got one more. we got to go up to lacrosse and, and get it done. Oh, yeah. that'd be Dude, if you win that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, heck, if you or Brian won it, that, that would be awesome. Well, that's the plan, man. We're going to go up there and Represent give it hell. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That would be cool. So uh, there was a there was another tournament that went on uh, on Saturday, and you know, apologize to Titan and Ryan Lambert and the guys, the tournament directors over there. We uh, we missed it on our report um, last week, but we want to make sure we go over the results this week. So the tournament of Titans hosted by Native Watercraft, went on October 5th. Uh, that was on the Big G, Gunnersville. Um, you know, there were, gosh. Uh, I heard there was a lot of guys there. ton of guys there. I mean, there was over 70, I know. I'll, I'll look real quick. I'll pull it up here. Yeah, 100, 118 guys uh, competing in that, one of which was Bassmaster Classic champion, none other than Jordan Lee, uh, out there fishing with these guys. And it was one heck of an event. I watched it all day, uh, watched the weigh-in live afterwards, and uh, really impressive. So I'll just kind of round off uh, the top five here real quick. Yeah, we'll do top 10. We'll do top 10 real quick and, uh, you know, give these guys some shout outs, but really cool event. And I think, uh, we'll be seeing some more of these in the future. You know, the winners got like, like the top five people, I think got a Titan boat and plus, plus their prizes. Slayer max. Uh, no, I think, (laughs) no, I don't think it was a Slayer max. Uh, that's a sweet boat though. Um, cool boat. Yeah. I think it was just the, uh, the regular Titan, uh, 10.5, yeah, I, I think it was. You. So, but, uh, coming in with 92.50 and first place, Nick Huddleston, uh, really impressive bag, had a 20.75, a 19.25, 18.50, 17.75, and a 16.25. So really strong bag coming in second place with 91.25. Uh, he was gunning hard for this one. Ryan Lambert out of Tennessee. We all know that name. Uh, third place, another angler out of Tennessee, John McClinley. McClinley, uh, 91 inches. Randall Wallace coming in fourth place with 90.50. Chris Lowe rounded up the top five with 90 even. We had Tony Yang out of Georgia with 88.75. Mr. Jim Clark himself, Alabama native there. 88.50. Christine Fisher, no surprise there, grabbing another top 10, just crushing it out there this year. Um, 87.75. And then our Bassmaster Classic champion, Jordan Lee, 
with 87.50 coming in ninth place. And then rounding out the top 10, Mr. Drew Russell of Kentucky with 86.75. So there's your top 10 right there. Again, uh, Nick Huddleston grabbing the win with 92.50. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Some uh, absolutely. I think Big Bass for that event was right at 21 inches. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of big fish caught. Actually, a lot of fish over 20 caught yeah. in that event. That's cool. Real cool. Uh, next one we have here is uh, Virginia Kayak Bass Challenge Classic on uh, Chickahominy Lake slash River. Uh, shout out to Casey Reed. This is his tournament trail out there in Virginia. Uh, first place was Bruce Deal, 84.75 inches. Second place, Steve Bishop, 80 and a half inches. And third place was Micah Marbra, 79 inches. Big bass went to Dustin Good, 22-inch bass. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, Next one we have here, uh, Massachusetts kayak bass fishing, catch them all, fall brawl. This was public waters. Uh, this one was really interesting because I, I, I didn't really read like the rules or anything, but after looking at the results, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, first place, Steven Scott, 471 and a half inches. So I think they totaled all his fish. I, I think they totaled everybody's fish altogether. So there was like no, really no limit. So if you caught, it's like, I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't count how many. 15. It was, it was a th- I think it was 15 bass, wasn't it? I'm not sure about that. No, I can't remember, man. 471 inches. Yeah, that's correct. 271 think... fish were caught by 27 anglers. <laughs> 471 that is awesome. inches. That's unreal. That is awesome. Yeah, I got... this is no limit tournament, it says, so... Yeah, so uh, it's it got to have been yeah. – there was way more than 271 fish caught. I mean, he caught 36 fish total uh, yeah. for 471 inches. So it was MLF-style uh, cool. format, Yeah, you know, and uh, they got to fish public waters. So uh, very, very neat format. And, you know, his big bass, I think, was 19 inches um steven scott mm-hmm. so uh really cool yeah second place was alan Sinek with a uh, 400 462 and three quarter inches third place was john fiera 414 and a quarter inches and big bass cameron burke 19 and a half so real real cool tournament there i, I like that they uh it was just how many you could catch that's that's real cool yeah, I'd like to do an MLF format at some yeah. point. I think it would be fun uh, to do. I'm still, uh, you know, I prefer the five fish limit. Yeah. You know, um, as far as a tournament format altogether, but I wouldn't mind fishing some MLF style events. So um, definitely look, we'll be looking out for that next year to do one of those. Yeah. And then the last one we have here is the RTT State Championship by the Kayak Bass Anglers of Arkansas, Lake Wachita. Chris Jones came in with 170 inches. Second place, Jeff Otts, 169 and a half inches. Third place, Stephen Lee, 153 inches. And big bass was Bill Kimbell with the 22-inch bass. Donkey. So those, those numbers – trying to compare it to the FLW KBF cup. They, they see, they were around the same type of numbers. It looks like. Well, it's a little I, bit higher, but yeah, it's a little bit higher. And then like the thing with, um, the KBF event, you really saw a, a huge drop off, um, after kind of like that top, top five, it really kind of started to drop off. So this yeah. is a little bit more consistent, a little further down in the field. You can definitely start to see that the the lakes starting to heat up or cool down and the bites starting to heat up. So, you know, tournament of champions here in about a month, 
Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool to see what's going on out there. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of tournaments held on this lake uh, this year, and I think we'll continue to see that because it's just it's got some really awesome potential. So, a tournament of champions is on Wachita. It is. Yep, November yeah. November tenth um, is when that one will be held. So, and unfortunately, we'll talk a little bit about this here in a minute. Uh, the Turkey Bowl, which is a tournament that I host. I mistakenly scheduled that for the same day as the tournament of champions. So uh, some of the guys that would have, uh, would have been able to make it, unfortunately will not be there. Um, so, you know, we live and learn, live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. That's all we got for recaps. So absolutely, a lot of, a lot of cool uh, events happened last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We got some uh, some cool events coming up that uh, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about here in just a minute after we do an interview with our epic guest tonight, Mr. Eric Siddiqui, Crossroad Classics champion. Coming up next. Stay tuned. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Welcome back to The Real Down, guys. Tonight we have our uh, epic guest, Eric Siddiqui. He won the Crossroads Crossroads Classic in, uh, at Newton Lake in Illinois. Uh, we were just going to get him on and talk a little bit, a little bit about that. So, how you doing? How you doing tonight, Eric? I'm good, man. Good. How are you? Stuff, man. I'm doing good. So, uh, let's start off by uh, you telling the listeners who you are, like what kind of kayak you're in, uh, what got you into kayak fishing. All right, uh, I'm Eric Siddiqui. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I uh, been kayak fishing for about five years. Uh, currently I'm fishing out of a Hobie PA 14 and, uh, yeah, enjoy it. What, what year is that PA 14? It's a 2016. Yeah. Rocking the old <laughs> 16. <All right. laughs> Are you, you going to get into that 360 drive? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. To, Bro, he see can, can get out of that 16. You know how many miles <laughs> that 16? This thing's got mojo. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's got it's, some mojo. One or two tournaments, one or two more tournament wins, you'll be fine. You'll you'll be able to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, right. have you been fishing your whole life then, or just? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've bank fished my, most of my life. Uh, uh, I grew up here in Cincinnati, and my mom's from Corinth, Mississippi. So, uh, I'd go down there in the summers and fish Pickwick, and just get dropped off the lake and try out different lures and stuff and kind of taught myself how to bass fish that way. As I got older, I got, you know, a little better, tried some different stuff. And then, um, it was about five, six years ago. I started watching Chad Hoover on uh kayak bassin and I was like, I can do that. You know, yeah. like, and I was fishing the lake at the time where I was catching some big fish and I knew if I could get out there on it, I could, you know, hammer them. So I decided to go get a kayak and went and got one and got out there and, uh, that's kind of history. <laughs> yeah. What? That's what awesome. was your first kayak? First kayak was an Ascend FS 128T from Bass Pro. Nice. There you go. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, my first, <laughs> my first sitting was a, or it was a sitting kayak, like a ten footer. So that's that's funny. Everybody starts low and then works their way up after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I I took all the hatches off it, resealed it. Um, I had a huge uh, marine battery on it to run my lights and fish finder. <laughs> I didn't know anything much about, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I just got a big one. It was, I got it. Thing had to weigh 50 pounds. <laughs> I had that on the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, so, is there a reason you went batteries. the kayak route over the boat route then? Uh, just cheaper. cheaper. And I mean, I couldn't get a boat on a lot of the lakes that I was fishing around here in Cincinnati. Um, yeah. What, what, what's those... your favorite Cincinnati lake? Um, I like I like the gravel pits around Cincinnati. Oh, Everybody kind of overlooks them. Nobody nobody really fishes them. Everything that gets fished hard around here kind of sucks. So yeah, <laughs> Brad, did you just Brad? Did you just try to like slide your way into finding out Eric Siddiqui's like oh. honey hole? Is that is that what I just <laughs> yeah? We'll, we'll, there? we'll get GPS coordinates after this. No. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but. Uh, let, let's get into the tournament stuff. This uh, uh, Crossroads Classic at Newton Lake. How, how many days did you pre-fish for that? Uh, I got there Wednesday night, and uh, I planned on just, you know, crashing at the boat ramp, getting up early and pre-fishing. But when I got there, they were just kind of going off, crushing the crushing shad. And I was like, I can't take this. <laughs> I got to get out there <laughs> on the water. So, So I got out there and sun was setting as i got on the water and i pulled around in this uh little pocket that uh was full of hydrilla and started running chatterbait over top of it mm. and i had 99 inches in two hours out there wow. so i was like all right this is a pretty special place we're gonna have yeah. some fun and yeah. uh got out there the next day and uh had some deeper stuff marked i wanted to look at and on the way out to some, to uh one of those spots i found this uh roadbed with a bridge on it that wasn't on any of my maps or anything mm -hmm. and uh and it had some fish on it so 10 casts i had a 21 a 19 and 18 and a half and uh <laughs> i was decided uh i'd probably just look for some shallow stuff around there in case i had trouble uh, getting a limit because i know how those road beds go they can yeah. be tough so yeah uh guys there was a connection issue you thought you heard him say road bed and bridge he, he was talking about brush piles and 20 foot of water <laughs> that, right. that, yeah, you heard that wrong well i figured the i had a few drinks at the tournament and uh talked a lot so i figured the secret's out by now anyway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's it's not too much of a secret for, for anyone who's been around the lake long enough but uh yeah. very cool so I know by, by you stating that, but for the listeners, um, cold water or hot water side, were you on the generating side or the uh, the cold water side? I was on the cold water side. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you but, fish at yeah. all the hot water? I didn't. I didn't even go up there. Even I, when I got there Wednesday night, I didn't really know anything about the lake. And I just happened to go up the cold side uh, when I was fishing. And I just kind of stayed over there. So, so what's the temperature difference between, like, I, I, well, how, how cold was the cold water side? Uh, one I remember was around 81, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So then the other side was a lot warmer than that, obviously, so. Yeah, I heard it was up there in the That's 90s, low 90s, I, maybe. Yeah, I, I yeah, never it this all existed, so. It should be in, like, the, the high 90s right now. Ooh. Um. In the winter time, so like in January, it should be in the seventies. That's perfect. You sit there and catch fish all day in that in that water temperature. Yeah, we used to have a ritual of going out there. If the weather wasn't miserable, we'd go out there on January first, you know, catch the first bass of the year. So that's cool. Yeah. Real cool. So, um, did this tournament have like a different feel than other major tournaments you fished? um yeah it was it was a lot of fun i had a good time it was kind of a relaxed thing i i uh went out and that month and i started on pickwick lake and after that first tournament i kind of decided uh i wanted to just stay on the road and fish all my tournaments that i had coming up so i uh, and i wanted to qualify for some extra money at lacrosse uh, for the uh, challenge stuff, I'd only fished one online, so mm -hmm. I decided I could just stay on the road and kind of work my way around the tournaments. And so uh, I had Pickwick first, which is in Alabama. I fished that uh, Alabama uh, online, Mississippi online, Arkansas online, and um, Missouri online. So I, f I started at Pickwick, f fished that tournament, 
Uh, had four good fish the first day. Couldn't get that last one. And I uh, ended up with second biggest bass both days behind Christine Fisher. <laughs> and uh, so then I, I left there and went to uh, Mississippi Fisher Lake. I know there uh, for a night. I put up like 98 and a half inches that day. Then I went over and fished Arkansas uh, with Cody Milton. Stayed with him for a couple days. He turned me onto a lake and brought me out there. And I decided to fish Jackson's tournament also. Mm-hmm. And uh, went out that next day um, uh, after after a day of fishing the lake, and uh, put up 109 inches between 7 a.m. and noon. Yeah, for I saw Jackson's that. tournament. I yeah, saw that. I was like, holy well, crap! Yeah, punch the challenge cup. Yeah, <laughs> ended up with 110 inches in Arkansas, and then left there. Went to Table Rock. I came in fourth there, and. Uh, then I went from there up to Kansas City, fished for with a uh, Mel Ash for a day, uh, and then I headed over to Illinois. So by then, I was almost ready to get home. But it was yeah. <laughs> it was it was a good time. I, I enjoyed that tournament. It was a little more relaxed than everything else I've been through the whole time. I was I pretty much accomplished everything I wanted to on my trip. So I kind of the pressure was off. Yeah, what do you think so about hard. the uh, the team style? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like that type of stuff. Um, yeah, it was a good time. I tried to give the guys as much help as I could, but uh, we—I think we ended up fourth. Yeah, I, I was about to—I was about to say, uh, did you guys like do any kind of strategizing for that tournament or what? Uh, I tried to—I mean, I tried to tell them how I was catching them and what I would do, and you know, but everybody fishes differently, so yeah. You know, you almost hinder people by spreading the word too much. Yeah. Right, they, right. They try and do stuff that they're not comfortable with. Yeah, right. Kind of, kind of put you in like the middle there because you, you're, you're wanting to do well yourself for the individual part, but then the other side of it, you, you, you want the team to win also. So right. it's like, it's like you. I don't know. It's kind of like I, I'd be stuck in that situation. I wouldn't know. What <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pretty much told them everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. I mean, that's all. Awesome. <laughs> everything that I that I knew, I, I let them let them know. But you guys were sharing spots and everything then. Um, I I gave them some spots and stuff like that. I told them they'd come fish out there with me if they wanted, but I don't think anyone really wanted to do that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I've never fished a team tournament like that, so it's it's interesting to hear. Yeah, the first one I ever did was the uh, the team cup for the KBF national championship this year yeah that was a good time we, we did, were leading we did. it after that first day yeah we did talk to the uh the guy the guy that was on the winning team of that earlier this year i think yeah came out of the moyak series yeah yeah so that was real cool so um let's get let's get into the tournament day number one <clears throat> uh, go into some detail how, how you were fishing what you were using uh, uh like the type of areas you targeted um yeah, well, uh, let's see. I started out, uh, I had a long way to go, and I was happy. We had a shotgun start, so I was pretty happy that we were able to use uh, torpedoes because I have one of those on the back, 403. Yeah. And I was pedaling as hard as I could, and we had that torpedo on full blast to get out there, uh, and I still lost five or ten minutes by the time I got there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good, pretty good morning. I had, I think, three good ones. Uh, well, I had two pretty quick. I think it was 21 and uh, 19 and a half, maybe, pretty quick. And then I decided to sit on that spot all day, and uh, I got I got five bites that day. And I fished clean, landed them all. But, yeah, five bites, and I ended up with 95 inches. Yeah, how long yeah. did that take you to get that limit? Uh, it took me all day. I think I got the last one with an hour to go, maybe. Wow. That's crazy. So what was so special about that spot? It held big fish. There was a big fish sitting sitting, <laughs> sitting on that spot. I marked them, but they were, they were kind of scattered, you know, yeah. so. and uh, But it, there were certain little sweet spots on there. And when I when I could get on them right, and I could feel when I was on them right, I knew I was going to get get bit. But it was with the wind and everything else, sometimes it was hard, hard to get on it right. But when yeah. I made that cast, I could I could feel I was probably going to get bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I literally, as you're talking, I'm like just remembering old trips out there, and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like I'm, I feel like I'm living, reliving the moment with you right now. <laughs> I want to get out there, man. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was catching them on a big football jig, three quarter ounce. That's one of my favorite ways to catch them, man. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're fishing deep then. Mm-hmm. I was. What, so about twenty foot, I think. Was, like ledges or what? Just that roadbed, that bridge came up to about oh, fifteen, right. I think it was. Yeah. 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 Nineteen to twenty-one foot. Probably. Yeah, it was pretty deep. Perhaps. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. You probably what? It was probably. Oh gosh, I was trying to remember. It was probably almost what five. Not quite five miles from the ramp to that spot. Like, oh no, it was yeah, probably two and a half, maybe from the ramp we launched at. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like you know this exact spot then. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> There's not much on that lake I don't know. That's why I was super <laughs> bummed that I couldn't fish it. <laughs> I was kind of surprised when, I, when nobody else showed up on that spot. I was I was pretty sure somebody was gonna. Yeah. Be there, especially with that. We had so there was a 25 boat tournament out of the cold side on Sunday, and, and I thought for sure company? some of those guys. No, I thought for sure some of those guys were gonna oh, be on dear. it. And I left the spot twice because that second day I had a lot, a lot harder time. Um, okay. I fished shallow first, trying to get on a top water bite, and I just caught a bunch of the small ones that didn't help. And then I uh, decided to go hit hit that spot. Uh, caught a 19 and a half, and I sat on it for till noon and uh, didn't really have. Uh, that's all I had was that one fish, hmm. so I made a decision to to go. I came came down and looked at a spot, and I, I saw a boat pull on it, and they sat there for about ten minutes and left. And I went up uh, past it and uh, went on to this creek that I found in practice that I was pretty sure I'd be able to get a lemon in, and watched another boat as I was leaving pull up on it, and they. Couldn't have stayed longer than 15 minutes. Probably mm-hmm. took me that long to get out there, and they were gone by the time I got to where I wanted to fish. So I pulled back in that creek and started throwing a white spinner bait, and I caught a, a 14, 14 and a quarter, 15 and a half, and a 16 and a half, uh, all in about 40 minutes or so. And I was able to, as soon as I got my my limit, I turned around and left and headed straight back to that roadbed. I knew that was my best chance to call. And I was able to catch a 21 and a half and a 17 in the last hour and a half, just sit, mm-hmm. sitting on that roadbed and cold out those 14s. Ended up with 89 three quarters for the day. Nice. Were they, uh, were they on bottom or were you feel like they were suspended just Man, off the bottom? There were some big fish suspended that were just hammering shad and I could not get them to eat. Mm, the yeah. only ones I get to eat were the ones on the bottom. And yeah, it's you know, tough it, when they're, when they're suspended really? like that, just above, man, it's so hard to target those fish. Yeah. When when that wind picked up at the end of the day on day two, I was pretty sure I was going to be able to call. Because that's usually when they started sucking down to the bottom mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. And So that, yeah. that helped a lot. They kind of got those fish down there on the bottom more active when that wind started blowing. <laughs> yeah, I was on a similar situ- situation at our club championship this weekend. Almost the exact scenario. So Yeah. So it sounds like day two was a little bit tougher than day one. Oh yeah, it was tough. It was what tough. was it that way for everybody else? Uh, I figured it would be tougher because just because how hard the lake got hit up on day one, uh, it's not a huge lake. And I mean, even those boats, I was pretty surprised Wednesday uh, when I, I slept on that ramp and I woke up and there were, had to be twenty boat trailers there in the in the parking lot. By the time I woke up, I was like, wow. Man, <laughs> this, this lake is some pressure, and they were just beating the banks, all of them, which is another reason why I decided to look yeah. deep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I need to learn how to. It's still deep. surprising. It's still surprising you didn't have some company out there, but yeah, I was really surprised. Were they out on the points at all, dragging the points, or were they all just yeah, right on the bank? There was, there was one point in particular that I had marked some fish on, and there was a boat on it every time I went by both days. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But Very yeah, there was cool. one that first day when I was catching them pretty good. Um, I had a bunch of boats around me on both sides. And at one point, there's two on one side, two on the other. And I started looking and 
none of them were fishing they were just watching me trying to figure out what i was doing out there i think <laughs> they were looking at each other with walkie talkies I think <laughs> what's this guy in this kayak doing out here he's crushing them how's he doing it that always yeah. makes me happy yeah so uh while you're out there man did you throw any big swim baits no i didn't oh goodness I thought about it. I, I threw a little, a little bit of a smaller one, a little bit, but I couldn't hang with yeah. it. And that water was yeah. a little dirtier than I like to throw swim baits in, anyway. So, oh, was it pretty dirty? Yeah. Okay. They had some rain early on, just before the tournament, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, in the winter time, man, that's that's where I learned to swim bait fish. Oh it's yeah, out there. Yeah, throwing big. Big swim base. And then mm. big gills, too. Like, um, you know, mat lures and stuff like that. It's pretty oh, nice. Pretty yeah. sick on the uh, on the warm water side in the wintertime. Yeah, but some glide baits might be fun out there, too. Yeah, they might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some, some donkeys in that lake. For sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. For all the listeners that aren't watching this video, man, Sam's over here like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not too many secrets out there. Well, there won't be after this anyway. Yeah. It's all good. Well, man, when I hooked that 21 and a quarter, I'll, I, I bet you that thing was eight pounds. If it wasn't, it was close to it. It was yeah, so fat. I mean, there's so much shad in that yeah. lake. It's crazy. Um, oh yeah, uh, the, the the bait in that lake are just huge, you know. So they they're feeding on just huge bait fish. So even even the white bass are massive in there. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a full year's worth of growing season too on that mm -hmm. warm water side. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah, you're getting that that alabama florida georgia you know south carolina north carolina type growing season mm -hmm. in the heart of the midwest it's just and then they've managed it really really well yeah that's real interesting so. man I, i've never been out to that lake so i'm i'm kind of like my mind's kind of blown a little bit just like well there's a I, lot of warm water lakes out there but this one in particular just is set up perfectly to just breed big bass yeah i bought a year license nah <laughs> <laughs> i'll be back over there yeah all right sounds good well hey january 1st if anybody wants to meet up and the weather's not awful i'm down yeah you can I, count I me in out there For i think sure. we should have a paddle right. meet up out there meet up at Brian. yeah that sounds good yeah, well, Brian's is quite a ways away, so oh, is uh, he? yeah, yeah, he's probably, probably four hours maybe because you know he's northern Illinois and this is this is East Central. I mean, uh, okay. yeah, so he's probably a little ways away, but there's there's some cool places to stay out there. So yeah, I'm only four hours away here in Cincinnati. So yeah, really, yeah, it seems like it's further than that. That's crazy. <laughs> right, I was Man, pretty surprised. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like it's, six it's hours cool from spot. Chicago. Yeah, I'm five. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. So, um, I guess we can get a little bit back into day two since we kind of missed a few things. But um, did you notice like the pattern change at all from day one? It definitely got tougher. But then I spent a little more time on day two in the morning um, going for those shallow fish. Mm -hmm. uh, just to fill the water. that top water yeah just to, yeah because i didn't have time to stress out and that didn't really work out i was pretty stressed all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that was another question i was gonna ask you how you were feeling after day one but we kind of skipped over it so. yeah yeah i felt pretty good after day one uh but i mean i knew how tough it was out there and um uh, yeah so i knew i was gonna have to grind to get it that's why I was hoping uh, I could pull maybe one good one up shallow, maybe feel a little better. That's mm -hmm. kind of what I was hoping, but it didn't really go go that way. But managed to work out anyway. So, um, let's get up those backup plans. Yeah, oh yeah, those, <laughs> those are important. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's always first priority to get your limit before anything else. Mm. Uh, I think I, I asked you your limit or how quick you had your limit on your second day. It took you all day, right? All day, right. Yep. Okay, so yeah, caught, you, yep. you you were pretty stressed. I, I'm, I'm I'd imagine, and then uh, uh, heck, you probably had a lot of time to th- sit there and think about the leaderboards and watch them too while you're fishing and stuff. I'd imagine. No, we didn't have leaderboards for this one. It was oh really? Was, uh, yeah, we man. brought our right. That's we right. went to the ramp and uh, the first day we had to go. Uh, we had a check in uh, over at the what was the place called cabin. Some know, little lost close by, right? The cabin, and uh, so we just brought our pictures in and did it all there. So I didn't really know where I was outside of when I got to the ramp. I saw Dusty Acker there, and it's like, "Are you doing it good?" He's like, "Ah, eh, not really good for this lake." And I was like, "All right." And then uh, Todd, I, I talked to him on the phone. He knew Todd Patrick knew that mm-hmm. I had caught him pretty good, he said, and he had said something about me having ninety four, and. Uh, Dusty turns around and goes, you had 94 inches? I was like, I had 95. And he was like, damn it. (laughs) And he he ended up with uh, 92 and a half or something that that first day. Wow. Right. (laughs) That's cool. I did forget that you guys did your check-ins and uh, measuring at the the ramp. Uh, I think Brian was the one saying that you you almost ran out of time getting back on (laughs) what was that. Right. Um, I, uh, I stayed to the end, so we had to, uh, till three to fish, uh, and then we had, I think till, what was it, 345 to get back to the ramp? Yeah, six minutes. So, I started going, and, um, I was pedaling as hard as I could, but I'd use my Torquedo a lot more that second day, so I didn't have a full battery. So, I ran it full blast, um, halfway back, pedaling as hard as I could. And then brought it back to halfway so I didn't run out at all and went pedaling as hard as I could the rest of the way. And I made it back with six minutes to go. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I had my Torquedo battery was on zero when I got to the ramp, but it was still running. That's crazy. What's, yeah, your, think... uh, what's your top speed with the motor full blast and pedaling as hard as you can? Oh, man, it's probably five and a half, maybe close to six. That's Solid. pretty good in a Hobie, man. Yeah. Yeah. PA-14, you said? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a big old barge. It goes pretty <laughs> fast. Yeah. <laughs> For what it is. Especially loaded down the way I have it. Oh, God. Oh, I was just getting ready to say that. Especially <laughs> the way you load it down. So. You got the power pole and the big batteries and 50 pounds of soft plastics and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff on that thing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 10, 10 so, 12 rods <laughs> yeah heck yeah i only i only carry four with me but i can't you know i, I can't afford that many of them <laughs> <laughs> i can't help it oh yeah i was say people people say they, they know that bass fishing changes day to day but it changes hour to hour you know what i mean you just never know what you're gonna have to throw so i, I like to carry everything with me and i don't like to have to cut and retie if i can avoid it uh, yeah. you know, so yeah, I just waste really more time, it, but sometimes you just have to, All right? So, uh, we're gonna get into some other stuff here just so people can get to know you a little bit better. Uh, is, is there somebody, uh, in the field of these tournaments that you're always looking for, like, like a rival, I guess, type? I mean, yeah, who, who's your rival? Oh man, I'll say Fisher. Yeah, Christine Fisher's one. <laughs> We're always up there together. We kind of switch back and forth. Uh, Cody Milton's another one. Josh Stewart is another one. Those guys are always up there. And if you yeah. throw out a tournament, you could bet they're going to catch them. So yeah, they're they're the ones I'm always looking for. Uh, did you looking have? Did you just did you name off the Hobie team for <laughs> for 2020 just now? Yeah, all of them except for Cody. If he can win Wachita, right. he'll be coming with us. Yeah, I think that's I in think his backyard. So I, I think that's the plan, though, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. isn't that the strategy right now? <laughs> we'll see. Unofficially, I mean, so Cody gets fourth a lot. He's really consistent. So uh, 
you know, me, Josh, and Christine decided that we'll just go one, two, three. Cody could have four, and the spot <laughs> will roll down to him. There you go. Perfect plan. Perfect plan. That's Who, who's buying drinks in that scenario afterwards? Is that Cody or? Oh, yeah. that's Well, I guess it depends who takes first. Gotcha. All right. All right. Did, you have your, did you have your eye on anybody in this uh, Crossroads Classic, somebody that you wanted to beat? Um, not really. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I heard about some guys that were good on the lake. Uh, Patrick Pooty Tharp. Mm-hmm. I heard he was really good. So it was, you know, yeah. uh, Dusty Acker. I heard he fit, fish a lot and stuff like that. So cool. I knew if I beat those guys, I probably had a good tournament anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so. Uh, what was it like lodging with all these other, uh, guys from all these different trails? That was a lot of fun. I had a, had a really good time. Uh, they, uh, some of the Wisconsin guys brought down some, uh, some mm-hmm. spotted cow. Oh yeah. I've heard stuff. about that stuff. Yeah. I've, I, uh, when I was up in the cross the last couple, uh, couple of times last year, uh, I got to know that beer. It's really good. <laughs> I've heard, I've I enjoy heard a lot that. Of people talk about it. I, I've never had it, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, you got to find out. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Baker uh, talks in his sleep about <laughs> fishing. Actually, oh. <laughs> that's funny. Does he reveal? Does he reveal all his secrets, or is he just like random? I was half asleep. I don't know. I just knew he was talking uh-huh. about fishing. Uh, okay. he, right. he woke up uh, the guy who was staying in, on the couch too he's like what is going on <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious yeah hey you know so i don't know for sure but um i think i think oktoberfest might be going on up in lacrosse the week we're there really i think i i'm not sure if it if it could be i think it is i think it is i have to check but they have a big oktoberfest up there in the city of lacrosse every year so. i feel like every time i've been there it was oktoberfest well i mean <laughs> yes it, so for for people that don't know much about lacrosse it is a like brew city that is i mean that's what it's known for is right. all the micro brews there so um but you know it also depends on who you're hanging out with you know so you can have oktoberfest any time of year if you really want so all right well, Cincinnati has the biggest uh, Oktoberfest outside of Germany, actually, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Okay, I didn't know that. That's good to know. Yeah. When When is that? When does that go down? October. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is, it all month, is it all month long? Or? <laughs> I'm not even sure. Uh, I've so been out of town a lot yeah. lately. <laughs> I just go out and start drinking on October 1st and, uh, you know, see how long I can make it. <laughs> right. Very cool. So uh, do you have some kind of uh, preparation or mental preparation you do for these tournaments? Um, I try to put my time in with my maps. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing. And I try not to, uh, you know, take it too seriously because when I – I just I get real stressed out. I fish poorly when when I do that. So I've I found I just try to relax. You know, um, things seem to go a little better. The first couple of years I did it, I was real strict. I'd wake up at the crack of dawn every day and practice, and I, you know, all that type of stuff. And that's just not the way. It just didn't really work for me. So you know, I just got yeah. too stressed out. So once I started relaxing and you know uh, taking it a little easier, I started doing better yeah, it seems like yeah. it's the uh that's a common theme with everybody we've talked to they're always like yeah i just need to chill out <laughs> yeah usually helps them yeah so. yeah i uh sleep in a little bit too on uh i probably sleep in more one of the guys who really doesn't is cody milton he gets up at the crack of dawn every day and he's out there mm-hmm. me i'll sleep in i figure if i could uh figure him out later those morning fish will uh be there yeah <laughs> it's harder to catch them when that sun gets up Yep. True. That's true. So, uh, all right. Uh, we have a lot of listeners here at Paddle and Finn, uh, a lot of new kayak listeners. And uh, I, I, I like to, like, 
get a lot get information out there for them to learn i guess and uh i i'd like for you to run through your routine of uh submitting a fish to the leaderboard okay um well first i got to catch the fish (laughs) (laughs) after that um i'll lay them down in the in the bottom of the PA. So it doesn't really work for a lot of other kayaks because the PA has so much, you know, floor space compared to a lot of them, but I lay it flat in there, um, get the picture just to make sure I have something, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, just, if it jumps off the board, you know, then, then I've got something out of them. Then I'll lay them flat in my lap on the, uh, on the board. And then I'll take the picture that way, get the, you know, turn the tail, try to get as much as I can out of them. And uh, then I'll take uh, usually five to 50 pictures of the fish, pick the best one. <laughs> I'll pick the best picture, and I'll put a little uh, little heart favorites, favorite it on the, the iPhone. Yeah. That's what I have. Put a little heart on there, and then I'll, uh, I, I usually open a, a new folder, and I'll, uh, I'll, st- I'll um, and then I'll, well, after I take the picture of the fish and I'm done, I'll, I do one, two, three with my fingers. Mm-hmm. Once I catch over five, then I turn around and I start with my thumb and go the other way so I can tell the you know, separation between fish. Yeah, It's a good idea. Then, then at the end of the day, I'll uh, go through. Uh, all I have to do is open my favorites, and I have all the best pictures for each fish in there. I'll move them to a new folder, and I'll, well, I'll just uh, go through, pick out my top five, and I'll move them to a new folder, and then I got them there to submit. Ready nice. to go. So you don't submit right away. You wait till the very end of the day. Uh, it depends on how the what kind of fishing is going, I'm doing. If okay. I've got time, or if I'm fishing slower, especially deep, sometimes I'll submit fish. Yeah. Um, as I go, uh, if if it's something I feel like I could cast right back in there and catch another one or whatever, then I'll try to get it done as quick as I can, and you know, won't worry about submitting them till later. But it's not like. Interesting. Yeah, I've. I've been accused of uh, sandbagging a lot lately, but <laughs> I never really used to do that. It was just just kind of the way it's worked out lately. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about those those guys saying that, man. <laughs> it's all good. It's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. So what's your uh, plans for the rest of the year? Uh, i got two tournaments left. Um, going to lacrosse for the uh, KBF championship. And then I've got uh, the Tournament of Champions down in Wachita. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That'd right. be cool. Oh, man. That's a stacked field, too. Oh, yeah. Tournament of Champions. It's unreal. Unreal. unreal really. Yeah. yeah it's bas- basically a national championship on, a lo- like, a smaller scale. So Yeah. It really is. It's um, They took uh, all the winners from the satellites and the top six from every open, and it turned out to be a stacked field. It's going to be a very tough tournament to win. Anybody that, who wins that, one, that is going to earn it. Yeah, that one's going to be real fun to watch and recap. Yeah, <clears throat> it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so plan, plans for next year? What 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 do you got? What are you going to focus on? Um, I really like the Hobie schedule. Actually, <laughs> um, uh, Mayo is actually who I was representing at um, Newton Lake. For the crossroads, and they have a pretty good schedule too. So I'm gonna try to hit some of those, and uh, I'm gonna go through and kind of pick and choose some KBFs, I think, and mm-hmm. look at the pro series and stuff. Try to work out my schedule. Try to hit a little bit of everything. It looks like they're bringing uh, Border City Classic back on Lake St. Clair, so I'm gonna try to make sure I'm up there for that. Nice. Can't miss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> St. Clair's been too good to me. I can't be missing any tournaments up there. Yeah, I think I remember her. Uh... Here in another interview with you, you started musky fishing in the middle of a tournament or something. Right. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was in practice, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I had him I had him dialed in pretty good. So uh, Christine is a big musky fisherman. She was talking about going. I was like, let's go. I'm I'm ready. She's like, well, uh, you know, nobody catches one the first time out. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> it's on. Challenge. <laughs> we get out there. Awesome. Right. <laughs> so uh, awesome. I think it took me an hour or two once we got out there. She hit me up with a few different baits and uh rod and I got out there and I ended up catching them uh jigging this big heavy swim bait jig with a like Colorado blade on the back. Mm-hmm. And man, that thing hit 
<laughs> like a ton of bricks. I believe it. But I didn't have a musky net, so I got him in my, uh, you know, yak attack landing net, and it's, you know, tails hanging out. I'm just holding both oh, sides wow. of it, like, Christine! Get over here. She's like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I got one. That's awesome. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And then, uh, yeah, we went, ended up going 1-2 uh, in that uh, tournament, too, after. Yep. So obviously, we were pretty comfortable with what we were on. Yep, I remember recapping that one. Oh, that was pretty impressive. That was fun. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah, she's man. She's on fire this year. Yeah, she is. Yeah, man, it's impressive, dude. Like, I mean, she's she's always someone that was in the conversation anyway, but now it's like. Yeah, she's had an amazing year. You just expect that she's going to be there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's tough to beat. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that's all we have tonight. Let's have Sam has something else to add. No, man. Um, for our listeners who maybe don't already follow you, uh, feel free to shout out your uh, socials and uh, hit up any sponsors you want to thank or anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Yak Attack would be one. Uh, I'll tell you, that that landing that's been amazing for me. Uh, if it, I'll tell you what, if I had a net that didn't float, I wouldn't have a net most of the time because I've dropped that thing in the water a lot, especially land and fish. Uh, you know, when you get get those fish going, coming in, and uh, they turn around and just dive back down, you got to let go of that net mm-hmm. and try to bring them back in so I don't have to worry about the thing sinking to the bottom. That's a big help. Yeah. Um, Fishing Online is another good sponsor of mine, and they've got a new line of tungsten out that's uh, really cheap. And uh, I've been using it all year, so it's not actually cheap. It's just the cheapest tungsten I've seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not cheap stuff, though. It, it works really well. And uh, uh, Angler is another one. Um, they're the, uh, they have an app where you hit a waypoint, and you can, um, it'll show up on the app. So you can track your whole day. It'll give you some extra information, barometric pressure and stuff for when you catch your fish. Um, Cal Coast makes a lot of good stuff. Uh, donkey leash i use a lot uh their uh, battle box is awesome um lorance is another one that elite nine is awesome i haven't got the live transducer yet but it's it's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah i'm looking to upgrade to that i got the hook two right now but i want to go to the elite nine for next year right yeah it's it's a huge step up it's the, the biggest difference for that is the uh side scan Mm-hmm. i mean it's uh, yeah i didn't even like using the side scan on my ti to be honest um mm-hmm. but yeah it's night and day difference for this <laughs> and always run a point one with it mm-hmm. if you know i don't know if anybody listening uses the rants and doesn't have a point one that's a big mistake especially if you're trying to fish deeper stuff because you know exactly where that waypoint is um it makes a big difference <laughs> so yeah um uh, the bomb anchors just got on with them. Uh, they got, they make a pretty cool anchor. Be worth going and checking out if you're looking to put an anchor on your kayak. Yeah, cool new product there for sure. Right, and uh, Torquedo has been pretty good to me. Uh, that's that's changes the game, man. It changes the way I pre-fish, especially more than anything. You know, a lot of tournaments I fish, um, I, I'm not allowed to use it, but I can still use it in pre-fishing, and I could hit a lot more spots and you know do a lot more with that thing. So, absolutely. That's about it. Anywhere sure. people can follow you on uh, social media. Um, yeah, that you could follow me uh, Siddiqui Fishing on Instagram, and uh, if you just look me up, Eric Siddiqui, I'm on YouTube also. I've got a few videos on there, and I've got a, a lot of videos on uh, kayak bass fishing uh, their YouTube page. So, awesome. awesome. Yep. Well, sweet man. Uh, we appreciate you coming on tonight, man, uh, talking a little bit about the Crossroad Classic. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, congrats time. on that win. I appreciate it. Yep. Hopefully I'll have another one soon to come on here and tell you about. There oh, you, you go. <laughs> we'll see you in lacrosse. All right. I want that one. <laughs> That's some good money. Yeah, yeah. man. Looks like it's going to be close to 30, 30K if you win all three. Right. Yep. So it's going to be a big payday for somebody. That's well, right. maybe for three guys, because 10K a piece would be pretty good. So. All right. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Good. Well, we'll see you out there, man. Thanks. All right, man. Yep. Thank you. Have a good night. Yep. You too. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. All right, everyone. Welcome back from the break. We just finished up with epic guest Eric Siddiqui. Pretty awesome interview. It's one of my favorite ones we've had for sure. What do you say, Brad? Yeah, that was a good one. He's Absolutely. A guy. He is. He is. He's got a lot of cool, a lot of cool stories, and uh, definitely got some good insights. And uh, you know, I think I think he's one that in the off season we'll definitely probably have back on to talk a little bit more um, about fishing with. So. Uh, let's go ahead, though, and get into some of these upcoming events uh, for for next week. Yeah, the first one we have here is the Cast State Championship. Uh, that is, uh, I got to scroll down here. Ooh, there's a lot of people in this tournament. Uh, Tennessee Valley Kayak Anglers of Chattanooga. So that's what that stands for. Uh, they have a tournament tournament. Uh, State Championship Tournament, Dayton, Tennessee, October 11th and 12th. Yeah, this one's presented by Hook One Outfitters. And uh, going on there in uh, Dayton, Tennessee, like you said, it's going to be a good one. Uh, let's see. Where, where is this one at? Blue Water Resort Marina? I'm not, I'm not. Oh, it says any public access below uh, Watts Bar Dam all the way to Chickamauga Dam. So, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, next one happening next weekend, uh, mid, oh, this weekend, mid Atlantic kayak bass fishing. They have a public waters, uh, tournament in the state of Delaware, October 12th. That'd be a cool one to watch. I don't think we've covered Delaware yet. Yeah, I can't, I can't say that I've ever looked at, uh, any tournaments in Delaware. So that'd be cool to see what Delaware is all about and, and what kind of, what kind of fish they're going to be putting up. I don't even know if that's going to be a large mouth or small mouth uh, deal, but you know we'll uh, we'll get into that next week as we do the recap. Yeah, and there, so, there's only ten guys signed up for that too. So if you're out there, sign up for it. If you absolutely. well, if you can. <laughs> I know. I up, uh, What's that? I was going. I was just going to move into this next one because we're oh, talking yeah. about northeast, and this is about as far northeast as you can get. Yep. Right here. Uh, Maine Kayak Anglers Championship, and oh, gosh, these lake names out out east. I don't know where they come <laughs> up with this stuff, but uh, you know, this is in uh, Smithfield, Maine, and this is on the oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't even know. This Pen is on Peak Pond. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna call it Pea Pond <laughs> in Westboro, Maine. So uh, Pea Pond. <laughs> and this is uh this is their championship you know again we're we're full into championship season these clubs are rounding out uh their years and uh you know these guys are even gonna have a little barbecue dinner it looks like yep. season ending potluck barbecue that sounds fun so uh looks like they've got a good little group uh fishing seven seven anglers right now um i don't know if that'll expand or if this is a uh, is it looks like it's capped at 25 so mm-hmm. um maybe we'll see a few more guys sign up for that and a pretty pretty decent size entry fee for this uh 100 bucks to enter 75 for the or 25 for the lunker pot and uh you know we'll uh, we'll see what these guys can what they can do out there in maine and in mid-october uh, should be fun yep Cool. Coming, coming up next in the last event we have uh, on the schedule for, for this week is North Virginia Kayak Bass Anglers. Uh, they're going to be fishing on October 12th as well, and they've got a series of lakes they can pick from uh, Rocky Pin Run Reservoir, Able Lake, Moss Run Reservoir, Nye Reservoir, Hunting Run Reservoir. Uh, so that again, this is North Virginia, North Virginia um, 
kayak anglers and and man, their water should be prime right now. Uh, I'm expecting to see some some good numbers coming out of Virginia here. Uh, I've got a few friends out that way, and uh, we got some friends of the podcast out that way as well. Uh, they can definitely put up some big bags. So 13 guys signed up for that currently. If you're in the area and you qualify, make sure to sign up for this event. Should be a good one. Yep, that'll be a cool one to watch too. And I think that I think that rounds it out for us tonight. It does. Good episode, man. That I, I really enjoyed that talk with Eric. Absolutely, Eric good stuff. Eric's a good guy, and he's always uh, he's always you know one to liven up any any adventure at. So uh, and good competition as well. So yep, it was nice having him on tonight. Yep. Well, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Uh, tune in Monday, and you guys can hear the OG show with Brian J and or Jason. I don't know who they got scheduled, but yep. Make sure to tune in for that, and uh, you'll hear from us next Friday. So we'll see you guys later. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout-out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at Loveland canoe.com hammered lures our man eric richards making some pretty epic baits you can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com coyote sunglasses get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water they float they're polarized all different styles to fit your pretty little face fish mob lures my man jay randall making buzz baits spinner baits you name it he's got a whole array of things and if it isn't listed on the facebook page shoot him a message maybe he can make it up for you southern lake co awesome apparel you guys uh check out southernlakecompany.com and our newest sponsor trc covers protect your investment wrap your rods your reels they got custom colors logos you name it they got it Go check out trccovers.com. just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.